Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. It's about time he showed up. <laughs> and running the boards is Joey D's. Hello. Hey, we're, <laughs> we're, we're back from the, we are the technical back. difficulties. The yeah. technical apocalypse. We still may have some technical difficulties, but uh, we'll see if we can we figure all EMP'd. that out. We got EMP'd. Let's be honest. There were, <laughs> we got EMP'd, man. Keanu showed up, Neo, and yeah. he dropped that EMP and kind of wrecked Ooh, our system. You know that uh, scene from Motion's Alive? Where they blow the big EMP and he covers his crotch. Yeah, we're still covering Dark crotch. Angel with Jessica Alba. That was that was uh, Seattle was EMP'd yeah. forever. Yeah, there's a lot of EMP as the uh, mm. in, in the geek world, and uh, we were a subject of those as well. But on today's show, we will talk with Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach talking video games. Nice. We'll talk about a possible Arrow spinoff. What? We will discuss the series finale of Preacher, which is coming up, yeah. and of course the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website bjgeeknation.com. We're gonna have blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Uh, but just type in BJ Shades Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, as well as Radio.com app and iTunes. Yeah. So you can listen. Oh, so yeah. you can listen. And give us those five-star reviews. Uh, give us some textual messages if you would like to get a hold of us. Okay. And uh, all those fun stuff. But uh, let's get right into the video game discussion because I sat down with Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach to discuss, well, like I just said, Video games. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed in Review. That is SKNR.net. And we're talking video games today because, Gareth, I need someone to talk Borderlands 3 with. Uh, I've been playing it for uh, the last week or so, and I've been having a great time. How have you been feeling about it? Oh, I love it. I just actually finished it the other day. Now, to Jeez. be fair, I finished it by doing the main campaign and keeping to very few side quests. Oh. And uh, I did a chunk of it on my own, but there are certain bosses and things where you just had to have help and, you know, know a little bit of wonkiness in the matchmaking. There was one level I had to do about three or four times over because it uh, <laughs> kept matching me elsewhere, and then I'd get in there and it would crash or something like that. But got through it and really enjoyed it so now my whole goal is to go back and to poke around with some of the side missions play around keep leveling up my character as we get ready for the dlc and the free um uh halloween event that's coming up wait 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 so they're doing a free halloween event that is correct it is called bloody harvest it wow. is completely free and it's coming out obviously next month uh, in october don't have a date and it's Here's the trick. It's only available for a limited time. And they said it will be the first of many free updates that are coming. Now, they, of course, have the DLC planned. Uh, but they said what they're planning on doing is it'll be a brand new Halloween event. Uh, you're going to get some legendary weapons, character skins, you know, new enemies, that sort of thing. And they said, and this is a direct quote, one seriously spooky boss battle. And it says Ooh. that all the players can take part in it. There's no uh, level cap or anything like that. And what I'm remembering is I think it was either, I think it was Borderlands 2. They did a pretty solid um DLC pack for Halloween, and that involved going through this area with some really tough zombies. They had um, these 
I believe it was like a gigantic pumpkin demon that you had to fight. And that was a lot of fun. And you got some really unique events and things like that. So they've always been incredibly creative with the DLC. I still remember the uh, fantastic set they had for um, Borderlands 2, including the classic one with Tiny Tina, where they were all playing a D&D style game. And that was just (laughs) that was just fantastic. That was the best of the four DLCs. So I'm really excited to see what they have. But I mean, getting back to the game, what a long game. I figure I put in upwards of 20 something hours uh, and that was just the core campaign. I mean, there were so many times where I thought, okay, this is it. The game's over. The game's over. And nope, just kept going, kept going. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and then I look back and I go, wow, I still haven't even done all these side quests and stuff well, like and that. So it, you definitely get your money for it. That, that is for sure. That's one of those things, too, because I am just kind of doing whatever. I'll hit all sort of side quests, and I'm stuck on this one boss that, I mean, I'm bullheaded enough to keep trying to throw myself at it, and then I realize I'm like two levels below, so maybe I should go do some other things. But I'm not very deep in it at all, and just the fact that it's it's so deep and so immersive, and the fact that you can have over a billion different guns, literally a billion with a B. It's one of those games that I feel is going to have a high replayability factor. Now, one question I do have you have for this, they were they do sell the season pass. Will this Halloween DLC be a part of that or it's just free for everyone? It's free for everyone as well. Oh, nice. That'll be awesome because they're really going to be good with that content. So that'll be awesome. Yeah, it is. And I think one of the great things about it, too, is, as you mentioned, the four character classes. I went with the gunner uh, just simply because I like to blow things up and, <laughs> and all of that. But I've seen people with the tracker. I've seen people do the siren. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how many people are going to go back and play through uh, the game like that. Yeah, yeah, that replayability factor is huge. Moving on from that, if you don't have Borderlands 3 or if you're holding off and maybe you want to play a game that's in open beta to, you know, quote-unquote, help people test out their game, Ghost Recon Breakpoint's doing that this weekend, correct? Correct, and it is all the cross-platform, so you can do the PC, PS4, um, Xbox One. Just go to Ubisoft's page, and, uh, you know, of course, obviously, it helps if you have their uh, Uplay uh Downloader, mm-hmm. which is you know what their their platform kind of like Steam and Epic Games and that sort of thing, uh, but it is open to everyone. I have played a few of the technical tests beforehand. I played it at E3, and uh, what they're doing this time is it's uh, coming out in October, so they're just opening it up and saying, if you want to play, go to the page, pick your platform, and download it. And it's very good because you can play it uh, as solo or up to a squad of four. Um, you know, the Ghost Recon series has gone on for a while, and there's always variations between the game. Uh, the most recent one I compare this to is the previous one, which is Ghost Recon Wildlands, where you have to go down and stop uh, cartels in uh, uh, Bolivia and that sort of thing. Now, this time out, you're on a new kind of high-tech uh, think point island, I guess would be the best way, and it gets taken over by a unit who, let's just say, are as equipped, if not more equipped, than your ghost. So instead of being the guys who are going up against the local militia and so on and so forth, now you're going up against guys who are as well-trained as you and better equipped than you. And so you're kind of going from a defensive standpoint. So you have a you know a lot of tactical thing. You can go in guns blazing, which isn't recommended. You could use cover, <laughs> stealth. And so for people that are saying, what's it play like? I say, think think of the uh, division games. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But different. At least, you know, imagine if you're playing the division or the division two with four people, but in a jungle setting and they've added all sorts of new little twists like you can take a blowtorch to a fence and cut a hole in it rather than trying to have to go around and find your entryway the drones have been up the camouflage has been increased and of course there's the vehicles and all range of weapons and it's a pretty big open game and i've really enjoyed what i've seen so far in the uh you know, early access. So I'm hoping the final game is as good as the potential it shows. Nice. And this is a good way, like I said, for actually to help people bug test, but at the same point, get a feel of whether or not this is the type of game for you. Correct. Now, and, fi- you know, price is right. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. And then finally, it's something that a lot of people have been talking about. Fortnite really kind of brought this to a head with the cross play, which means that you can play via console or uh, uh, like uh, PC together or the different consoles together. Are more companies getting in on this or what's going on with this? Well, they are, thankfully. Uh, There was a lot of talk that uh, a lot of people blamed Sony, saying they were the ones that were holding it up. And Fortnite essentially forced their hand due to its popularity and made them do that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem to be the case, or it was a case of that there were so few problems with doing it with Fortnite, it's open up. So what we have now is next month, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which has also been doing some uh, multiplay betas, is completely cross-play. And one of the great things I enjoyed about it was when you get into the matchmaking menu, it would show you this person's an Xbox One, this person's a PS4, these people are PC. Now, of course, I was playing the PC version. Naturally, I saw more PC users now. It was smooth. It played just like Call of Duty. The only thing I'm trying to figure out was, you know how when you play a new Call of Duty, uh, despite what some people say, it's the same game every time. You have to kind of get used to sometimes the movements are a little different. Sometimes the weaponry, the reload time, the accuracy, that sort of thing. So you have to kind of get used to the map and adjust it. So while I was playing it, there were times where I go, it's moving fast. So it didn't look like the frame rates were bad or anything like that. But I felt slower than I normally did in some of the other games. So I don't know whether that was just because it's in the state that it's in where they're still optimizing it or if they perhaps throttled the PC users down a little bit to make it a little more balanced because there was always that argument that you would have a significant advantage using a mouse and a keyboard Mm -hmm. versus a console user. And I, I don't know whether they're playing around with trying to level the playing field and, you know, that way, which just makes sense. And I, yeah. I'm th- think what you're going to have to really test it is there was a fantastic game that was released a few months back called World War Z. And I tell people, if you like Left 4 Dead, this is about as close as we have to it now. This and Earthfall. Wow. And they have the, you know, the four-player co-op. You have the fighting the zombies and the massive waves and waves of them that come. And what they did was they did um, the free DLC where they added, like, a new map in Tokyo. They're adding a new map to Moscow and the New York mission. They've also said that, in a, and these are all free updates for it, they've also said that a future patch coming, I think, in quarter... Uh, uh, later part of this year, because there's two I think they still have planned for this year, is going to bring cross-play into the system as well. I love the fact that back in the day, I remember when Shadowrun, the game, tried to do that, and it was it was a bit of a failure because you had the people who had the quicker twitch responses with the keyboard and mouse, especially uh, as, uh, against those controllers. So them just trying to tweak it and work it, like even if it's a little bit shaky, I'm glad that they're working towards that. 
Correct. And I think the good thing about this is something as high profile as Call of Duty, I think, is going to get other people because there are gaming like look at Borderlands 3. There's one that I'm sitting there going, oh, man, I would love to see them patch in uh, cross play in that. And I think if it's a success, I think you're going to see more and more people going forward saying, well, why not? It's just a good way to sell the game because mm-hmm. you don't have those situations like there you are in the PS4 needing help. Here I am on the PC unable to help you. Now that's out the window. <laughs> I, I am really, really hoping. Garrett, thank you so much. Again, more information about TV shows, rumors about video games, and so much more is available at Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net, or just search for Skewed and Reviewed on all social media. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. And Joe, have you been playing any Borderlands 3? I have not yet, but I have watched Uh, a lot of it. Okay, so you've got some roomies that have been doing it? Oh, yeah, dude. There are so many people that, you know, everyone has that genre they really love, and this one hits home for so many people. And it scratches the itch of stuff like Diablo, because Mm -hmm. you get the loot when you're just killing the stuff, and you can grind forever and over and over and over again. And you were on the WoW Classic for a while. I I lasted um, almost Almost a month on WoW Classic, and then I realized I didn't want to play a 15-year-old game where the grind was just just as real as the old one. I was so shocked when you were... Uh, it had to be nostalgia sick. Oh, yeah. I'm like, he's really launching back into this. It was, and it was super nostalgia, and then I realized that there are newer games out there that uh, still kind of scratch that itch on the, the nostalgia sort of thing, because I remember playing Borderlands 1 uh, many years ago, yeah. and so that kind of got me back into that, and I'm like, I don't have enough time to do the grind on both both of these, and I'm just trying to get through just the story mode on Borderlands 3. Sorry, wow. I don't have enough time for you. And I'm a graphics person, so it kills me. So I want to play the newest game because they're always so much better. Oh, it is so beautiful. And I got it on PlayStation 4, and I got a PlayStation 4 Pro and a 4K TV. So the graphics really are better than maybe what you've seen about a year ago or two years ago. Seriously, already. Even even though the system is the same. Yes. That's pretty amazing. I mean, you can see this in uh, in even old school systems. If you look at the first couple of games that came out for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and then go and look at Super Super Mario Brothers 3, which is still a Nintendo game. At that point, they figured out how to push the limits of the consoles. That's nice. And so they haven't quite announced like a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox 780 or whatever the hell they're going to do with those. An X-Bones. Yeah, an Uh X-Bone 2. I don't know what they're going to do that or x I don't know, but uh, they're pushing the, the the systems as far as they can at this point, and so that's really, that's really, really fun. That's really cool that when you buy a system, you know that actually the games are going to get better, because even the developers probably like don't really know how far they can push it until they see somebody push. The first couple that's of, nice. Yeah, the yeah. first couple of games made on a that's console cool. is are usually done with dev hardware, which means the developers are given the box, uh, the most rudimentary version of this console, because even the people who are making it can't even push it that far. They don't even know. So once it gets going and they start figuring out the ins and outs and you get the geeks in there, you know, doing the min-maxing, as you say, in uh, in Dungeons & Dragons, then that's when you get the really, really good stuff. We say that in board gaming, too. Do you really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you know you're about to win the game and you look at the guy and go, why are you adding up your points? Okay, don't min-max Don't even penis. worry. Don't even do it. <laughs>
<laughs> I love it. Moving on from that, we need to talk some television. Uh, a lot of stuff is starting up in the next coming uh, month or so with yeah. the new shows. By the end of October, we should be in full gear with all the fall shows. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there goes my free time. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about that. Uh, this was some interesting news because I don't know if it has completely wrapped up yet, but it is in it. It's going to be coming up in its final season. The eighth one will be Arrow. Yeah, this is the final season. I just Sarah and I watch it together, and our summers have been so. The summer was so busy. We, you know, this always happens every spring. The spring shows come on before the, the the like the regular TV series ends. Yeah, and so we were like six episodes behind an Arrow, and we thought, are we ever going to get through these? And we actually did. We like, all right, let's do it and power through. Yeah, we. I thought we were going to power through, maybe even skip some episodes. But every time we watch an episode, she's like, you know, I really like this episode. Let's just go on to the next one. And then the <laughs> next one was good, and the next. So they really had a that's really good five episodes at the end of the Arrow season, uh, and um, of course the rally cry uh, from the beginning of Arrow before he shot anybody was always you have failed this city and he had a book of people that he believed failed the city yeah. and then he killed them so uh, Arya so like killed all of them yeah exactly <laughs> oh, I was gonna say like Earl from My Name is Earl he's oh. well list. the last the last episode <laughs> of uh, this last season season 7 was called you have saved this city oh. and that's exactly what they did as uh, Arrow's sister who he didn't know had a sister but she was the half sister guess his father kind of you know went around then we found out that <laughs> when the, the basically the boat that sunk and was sabotaged and that's how Arrow basically got stranded on the island turns out his half sister orchestrated all that uh, or what at least could have, or could have prevented it <gasps> so yeah it uh, she turned out to be a really bad kid um, <laughs> well now it looks like that uh, the CW is moving forward with an Arrow spinoff what are we gonna have because yeah this is it this yep. is done headlined by Catherine McNamara Katie Cassidy and Juliana Harkavy. Well, Katie, I think is the uh, is Laurel Laura. Laurel. Yes, yeah. yes. So we're gonna have two canaries because we'll have Laurel Lance and Dinah Drake, and then also Mia Smoke. Do you know who Mia Smoke Mia is? Mia Smoke? Oh, my gosh. She's from the future. She is from the future. And oh, that's she right. Is, the canaries. And, well, and she is Green Arrow's daughter. Yes. Who will be taking up the Green Arrow mantle oh. in this yeah. spinoff. Oh. We've seen the flash forwards of yeah, this. Exactly. We have. And yeah, exactly. And also, she's also um, Felicity and Arrow's kid. Mm-hmm. So, and so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, at the center of this will be Smoke, the fierce daughter of Oliver Queen, which you may know as the Green Arrow and also the mayor of Star City, well, former mayor. And so, she was introduced in season seven, and it looks like they're going to do a pilot or at least have some sort of pilot that will figure out what they're going to be doing with this. Now, a pilot doesn't mean that it is confirmed. But it's in the not-too-distant future. This will be... It'll be... Well, probably, I would say, 20 years from today. Yeah, and it uh, says yeah. the season seven episode that she was in was Star City 2040, which yeah. is, like you said, 20, uh, 21 years or so in the future. Yeah, and that's exactly, and, and there was a, it, it, you know, Arrow, when it started, had flashback scenes. It was always about his time on the island mixed in with the current timeline. Last season, they had flash forward, so it was all about what was going on currently, and then what was happening in Star City 2040. So now uh, they saved the city in both eras, 
and uh, it's and, and a lot of people are still alive from Arrow, like the Arrow cast from the present. Mm-hmm. So you may see a lot of folks move on. You just put maybe some old age makeup on them or something yeah. like that. And I read like so they do a crossover event every year with you yes, know, all the DC shows. Uh, was it said that they ended the they all ended their last seasons with a direct tease of events to come for yes. that, which uh, they're going to be joined by Batwoman. Obviously, they're mm-hmm. going to finally make Black Lightning a part of the Arrowverse. Uh, but apparently they're bringing a lot of actors to kind of from different uh, Earths, including Linda Carter, who they're thinking might be playing Wonder Woman. Whoa. And they start They started this crisis, uh, if you will, crossover last season. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, at the end of, of this Arrow season, Vicky, Felicity was taken by, and I don't know the dude's name, but he's basically the guy responsible for the crisis. And he he comes, he gets Felicity and says, I'm going to take you to your... Because Arrow is actually in the crisis universe mm-hmm. and had to go there. That's why he was mysteriously gone from the future. We hadn't seen him in any of the flash forwards. We found out, oh yeah, crisis guy took him and now he's taking Felicity city as well so she and he will not be part of the spinoff but you know who else is uh, kind of going to be in this situation what's happening uh an older version of clark kent played by tom welling from uh smallville what and also nice. old kent? yeah as well as uh kevin conroy as an older bruce wayne and if come that, on if that noise the, sounds yeah, familiar yeah yeah, yeah. it's his, the, the, the voice of the animated batman and a lot of the video games true yes yeah at so. least in the era at least in cw world supergirl superman are not from the same earth as barry mm-hmm. allen and the green arrow and maybe batman i think uh, i don't mm-hmm. know if batman's part of the arrowverse or not and i don't know where batwoman comes from either so it's, uh, it's uh, yeah i actually just kind of want to see this episode just to see how it all looks yeah well they cross so the crossover Supergirl, mm-hmm. Arrow. I don't know if they're going to do Legends. They might because that's all part of the world. Uh, and there's a fourth uh, show that I am blanking Flash. on. Oh, Flash. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, you would think so. Oh, because... that's where all the Earths came from was Flash. Because <laughs> it said uh, all four current Arrowverse shows that you just mentioned ended their last seasons with a direct tease of the events to come and will be joined by Arrowverse newcomer Batwoman during a five-part saga. Batwoman was really, really awesome last Which season. Which is played by Ruby Rose, correct? I believe you're correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. She awesome. was good. And we didn't see a lot of her and I wish we saw more but it was a it was a dark universe where she came from awesome I kind of want to see it now yeah so <laughs> this is going to be it's going to be uh, interesting to see where they're going to go with all of this yeah it'll be like a four night event usually is yeah, yeah. and it's uh, so Vicky they'll let you know I'll try to let you know when the four night event's happening so <laughs> you can I've, record the C-dub I've never really watched any I mean I've watched some Legends of Tomorrow and some Supergirl and I was I fell off of it real quick but I'm curious to see how it all works you know who the people are the yeah. good news is is that you know who the players are sure some of the stupid drama they might throw in there mm. are you still fighting with your sister is Felicity still hiding that she's having a babe all that yeah who cares but you know, yeah. <laughs> what you care about is, hey, S is going down and all the heroes I know are here. Uh, moving on from that, this Sunday is a pretty monumental day because yeah. it is the, not ser- uh, season finale, it is the series finale of Preacher. Yeah, it is all over but the crying for Preacher, and it looks like it's gearing up to be a hell of a situation. <laughs> I see what you did there. I got to tell you something. God... Not a nice guy. <laughs> I heard he's a bit of a D. Oh, dude, it is. It, it, it's really interesting. I, you know, and I forget what the graphic novel, their take on God was, to be honest. I completely forget the storyline, which is why I'm loving Preacher. I don't know what they've got right and what they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just loving it. It is It is painful. They do such a good job of the three main characters that we love, of course, Tulip, Cass, and, and uh, Jesse. Mm-hmm. It is painful to see them get uh, just get stepped on and stepped on and stepped on by God and 
God is definitely not a good man. But at the same time, something's up because why doesn't God just kill Jesse? Oh, wait a minute. He did let Jesse die. But then Jesse's back again because God let him come back again. And we found out the origin of Genesis. We know where Genesis came from. Oh. So we learned that. It should have been obvious as I've been watching this season, but it was like, oh, oh, yeah, of course. I forgot that's how Genesis was. Yeah, okay. And God, uh, let's just say God wants Jesse for a very particular reason. And you'd think being God, he would be able to do whatever he wants, get whatever he wants. But for some reason, it's not quite how that works. It's not happening for God. And Jesse's kind of getting an inkling like, wait a minute. Um, but Jesse tried a plan that he thought would work really well, and it backfired. And that's what we're going to find out Man, in the series could, finale how badly it I backfired. I need to catch up on all of this. I've been slacking so, so bad. And here's an interesting thing bleedingcool.com got a chance to uh, uh, actually see the finale uh, a couple of days ago. And? And what they're saying, quote, what's the best way to put this? Let's just say that even if you're familiar with the original comic book series, you will not be ready for what this season's been offering. That's really cool. Which which means that even if you are a fan of the comics, it might not matter that much in terms of this storyline. Still, they've shown us so much, including Hairstar and his faucet. That's all I'm going to say. Really? Yeah, they've do shown they have us anything, that. Do they have anything involving a swordfish? Uh, that ooh. might be a little too extreme yeah, on Yeah, I don't think but, I've seen that. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's, there, there, I, this is one of those things that have been burned into my memory, but he does something really strange and uh, quite sexual with a swordfish uh, in the comic books. Yes, they, they, stuff like that happens, but not with a swordfish. <laughs> there is all a right. nice, like this last episode had a nice reveal of what Hairstar likes to do. Oh, dear. Uh, and it's just quite hysterical, actually. I'd have to imagine uh, just all the of reveal. Those. The reveal of what he likes to do. It's not as crazy as a swordfish, but when you see <laughs> what he likes to do, and and you see the person helping him, and you see how it all goes about, that you go, okay, that's pretty fun. Because honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen what they've shown before. They may sell these things. Oh, uh, oh dear. But if you remember the faucet, <laughs> the faucet is is an awesome thing. If you don't know the faucet, I won't spoil it. But a hair star and his faucet was an iconic <laughs> thing from the books that I remembered, and I'm yeah. glad that they showed us. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I I need to catch up back up on this. I mean, I haven't. I watched the first two seasons. Yeah, been slacking. Complete. Actually, like the last summer, I forgot uh, about season three, and I don't even know how I managed to do well, that. Well, I season three was about the whole gypsy life and his past in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, or Louisiana, somewhere Angelville. in Louisiana. Yeah, 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 Angelville. And I was never a fan of that storyline from the. It comics. was a bit slow for me as well mm-hmm. in the comics. It was so. well done, but. I, I mean, honestly, I don't even know if you need a whole lot of season three to get into season four. Maybe there's a couple of episodes that would lead you into season four. But I think I just mean, the geek in me who needs to yeah, watch every episode. The Angelville storyline, I don't think, is that important for the most part. I think it's one of those like seasons that you can half pay attention to. So if you have some arts and crafts you got to do, oh, you got to nice. do some okay. cleaning. I, I mean, quite <laughs> frankly, if you watch season one... And watch season four, because season one is where the angels are hanging out, right? The two mm-hmm. dudes coming yeah. out trying to, yeah. trying to get Genesis. You watch that, and then you start on season four. The only thing you might not know is when he sends um, when he sends Eugene to hell, you might want to know what that's like a little bit, because you get to see hell again, and you go, yeah. well, what is this hell I don't know about? Uh, and maybe the Hitler, whole Hitler stuff, and then that's all you need. And you I just d- need Hitler, hell, and season <laughs> one, and season four, yeah. And I don't remember if it was season one or two that we were introduced to I'm totally blanking on his name, the cowboy. 
Oh, oh the Saint of All Killers. Saint I think that was season. Yeah, yeah I think it was one, but yeah, yeah. I just watched the whole damn thing. You know what? You're right because the All Father, the the All Father stuff is pretty. Yeah, you're gonna need all that. Yeah, never mind. You gotta go see all of it. Just binge it, like I said, season three. Just kind of perfect. Do what you gotta do at home. It is good. I mean, laundry. Yeah, I forgot. There's some good stuff in season three. Never mind. Moving on from that, it is now time for the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Hey, Vicky, uh, what do you got for us? Really, honestly, uh, just one. Okay, so <laughs> it's Movie Friday, and uh, we're getting into the doldrums before we get to the real movies, mm-hmm. apparently. I mean, there's plenty of movies out there still that you can go watch. This one is getting 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's from the studio that... Uh, Produced uh, or brought you uh, How to Train a Dragon. Okay. okay. It's called Abominable. Abominable. Is it about the snowman animation style? Yes. I would kind of uh, hope so at that point, you know. <laughs> it's uh, when teenage Yi encounters a young Yeti on the roof of her apartment building in Shanghai. She and her mischievous friends, Jin and Peng, uh, name him Everest and embark on an epic quest to reunite the magical Ooh. creature with his family at the highest point on Earth. Oh. That's cool. That's um, neat. So, uh, it's, uh, but the trio, trio of friends will have to stay one step ahead of Burnish, who is a wealthy man intent of capturing a Yeti, and zoologist Dr. Zara to help Everest get home. So, Yi is played by Chloe Bennett, who we know from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chloe, yes. Is she Daisy? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Burnish, the bad guy, uh, is going to be played by Eddie Izzard, or is played by him. <laughs> oh, Eddie that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, I like him. And Dr. Zara is played by Sarah Paulson. So it's got an all-star cast. Uh, it looks super cute. Like I said, getting 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's a good kids movie, definitely, to take your little ones to. Yeah. Are you going to see it, Vicky, because you like cute movies? Maybe. D- don't accidentally take your children to uh, It Part 2? No. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't do that? <laughs> or Hustlers. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> little, yeah. Neither of those really very that appropriate so we know yeah. other uh, geeky no. uh, next week is the week right? yeah next yes next week absolutely. We get Joker. absolutely which is really early for the oh my god it's almost you know like a holiday season movie well it's october 4th you think maybe halloween style mm-hmm. it kind of goes along with those lines uh, yep so yep it's yep. another year where we're gonna see a whole bunch of jokers gonna yeah a whole bunch of jokers harley quinn's uh, yeah harley quinn is at this point is just a mainstay but yeah. i mean they're gonna do the the new version from the new posters and trailer oh, for yeah, Birds that's of Prey. Right. That's so right. there's yeah, a different right. style. Did you see the Birds of Prey uh, poster that was, mm-hmm. it was Harley just standing there and it was like all the little uh, like Tweety Bird sort of things, but it were it was the different characters Is that the were Joker going around here. supposed to be in that movie? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so because oh. I mean, because Jared Leto's Joker is in that universe. I don't necessarily think that they really want that, but I don't even know at this point. Should we try to set up uh, an interview with our old buddy Spicoli? Because if you remember from previous BJ Shea Geek Nation, Spicoli surely did not want the Joker to have a backstory like they're going to give him in this Joker movie. I wonder what he feels about this and all the diehard Batman yeah. fans. Yeah, once it know, comes out, we'll have to have, I'll have a talk with him and I'll shoot him a message and see if he's, if he's even willing to fashion a notion of seeing this movie. Unrelated, but congratulations to Spicoli who recently got married. Whoa, congratulations Spicoli! It's kind of related actually because yeah. he married the Joker, so, uh, <laughs> which is really, I didn't expect that to happen. They had a very nerdy wedding. It was awesome. That is uh, that is fantastic. Uh, super congratulations to him. If you guys got uh, any idea about the movies you're excited for, if you're excited for Birds of Prey or The Joker, let us know all about that. BJGeekNation at gmail.com. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy. 